Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome back to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Today you have your host, Hobbs Q, that's me, and Taya, uh, who are going to be with you. Uh, Alex has stepped away for the evening. He just got back from a camping trip. Uh, that's what people do in Minnesota. They go up to cabins on the weekend, which is a lot of fun. Also very exhausting. Uh, I know that they were doing a lot of like Pathfinder and other stuff uh, while they were up there, which, once again... In my experience, that probably means sleep schedules and everything else get a little affected. So, Tay and I are here. Uh, I am also still not feeling great after having family uh, that was sick all last week and myself last week and uh, welcoming a new dog to the household. So, we shifted some stuff around and Tay and I are going to just bring you kind of a little bit of a, a quick hits episode on some recent magic news. So, before we go too much further, I want to make sure that we're thanking the Grinding Coffee Company. So they are our amazing, amazing sponsors that are just partners, I guess, that we have worked with for most of the show that they've been around. Uh, they make coffee available for you. You can get a discount code. You just have to go to the website. All of our links, uh, we do have other ones in terms of discounts, are available on our link tree, which will be in the show's notes. But we always give a special shout out to grinding coffee company because they are a minority-led lgbt-owned uh coffee company that partners with gamers and we really believe in their kind of their mission so without further ado we're going to jump in my name is hobbs q as i've said my pronouns are he him and we're going to set this up it's kind of a question of the day today that that is important to me we're going to talk about something that we are grateful for today I always think this is an important exercise to do because earlier today I posted my my better days MTG, which is kind of the the hashtag that me and a few other people have been using to kind of post some daily videos or or near daily videos about mental health. And and while I was out doing that, I was realizing like my day was just shitty. Like I didn't have a clear cut reason. I just was exhausted, not feeling well, still getting over being sick, and I just was having a crappy day. And on days like that, I can easily lose sight of just anything to be grateful for. Um, hilariously, the thing that I am grateful for today is actually something that was causing me an incredible amount of stress all weekend, which was my iPad died last week. It would no longer update apps. And I went through everything, factory reset. Uh, I completely wiped it. I had to do it by hooking it back up to the computer. It still wouldn't activate. After it activated, it still wouldn't download apps. And I finally got it to last night. And, and why I'm grateful for that is with Doctor Who being like talked about a ton lately with the Universe Beyond coming out, it made me really re wanna want to rewatch, especially the first season with uh, Christopher Ecclestone, who's one of who, actually he may be my favorite Doctor uh, of the new of the new batch, which is a lot saying a lot because he only was on it for one season, but he really allowed the show to reboot and i don't think without his season being as good as it was we don't get the continuation of doctor who in today's like zeitgeist he's so, fantastic yeah yeah he just i was having this discussion today that i i actually i am willing to make a discussion for him to be grixis and this is part of my ongoing rants that grixis doesn't have clear identity other than villain um and they don't really, it's not really developed as anything that has like a cohesive mechanical element. It really is like, we have evil people, and those are the colors that I guess can tilt that way, but it doesn't look at what the hero side of that could be. So, that's what I am grateful for today. And uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Taya. 
Hey, I'm Taya. Taya Transcends on Twitter or Blue Sky. Uh, she, her, they, them pronouns. And um, I've had a rather lousy day uh, dealing with dental insurance BS. Uh, so I had to think really hard about what it is that kind of made me happy today. And it, it's on topic for what we're going to talk about. And it's when I saw on Facebook, and I had missed this in the announcements over the weekend. But uh, I saw on Facebook that there was going to be a Final Fantasy um, magic set. And that really um, just made me the happiest little girl uh, you can imagine. <laughs> because I have been playing Final Fantasy since the original game as a you know little girl with my NES. Uh, oh, wow. And, yeah, um, I love their. I love the world. Um, I will talk more about it when we get into the announcements later. Um, but that just um, and hearing that it's going to be a full set uh, really um, kind of made my day. And I needed something positive, and that was definitely a positive bit. Uh, and also, just uh, you know, yay for seeing something positive on Facebook instead of more negativity. <laughs> Actually, my, my Facebook is fairly positive because I have heavily curated uh, my <laughs> Facebook content to be extremely gay. And uh, I, I have a no family policy on my Facebook uh, profile, policy. which really helps my uh, keep my uh, feed nice and uh, um, quite queer and overwhelmingly like yeah. uh, happy. Supportive, right? You know, a yeah. lot more supportive. I, I, I mean, based on, you know, I am friends with you there and I see a lot of support posts and I really, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, my, my Facebook tends to be heavily curated. The only bad stuff I get on Facebook is in the random magic groups I'm in, shockingly. And my, my favorite today was basically uh, accusing Mark Rosewater of choosing which universes beyond to, to prop up sales or something like that. And I was like, do these people have zero understanding of like, <laughs> like the different divisions within wizards? Like Mark Rosewater is like this nefarious genius, apparently that designs cards and like negotiates with IPs. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, it just, it, it, it just cracks me up. It's like when I hear all of the, uh, this card is banned in EDH because Sheldon lost to it sort of. Right. Things. Yeah. So. Well, you mentioned getting to hear about that today. Over the weekend was Gen Con. And Gen Con, it was the 30th anniversary, literal 30th anniversary, as in Magic's 30th birthday. And then why did they start celebrating it last year? Because that made no sense. See, they're celebrating the whole 30th year, the 30th yeah. year of it. I, I know. I completely agree. <laughs> but no, Gen Con literally at Saturday was the. You know, August 5th, 30 years ago today, Magic debuted on the Gen Con floor. Uh, and that coincided with a very big Magic panel. And when I say big, I was not prepared for how big it was going to be. And, and what I mean is, usually we get very slow rollout of what's coming up in Magic, right? We yeah. used to get, I remember the good old days, and we're going to get into this a little bit because it did pop up, which made me kind of chuckle and laugh, uh, like set code names. And that that was like it. It was for a block. It wasn't a block that far removed. Um, We didn't get full slates of product. 
at all. Yeah, I I remember we used to get like the next year and a half of code names. That would be it because Mark would refer to the code names in his articles a lot. So we would get the code names for like the next year and a half. And that, that would it. be all that we would have. Yeah, a name, right? And like yeah. the names were things that came in three at that point. Like rock, paper, and then scissors. usually they would have something at uh, PAX would be their big announcement event. It used to be, and they would announce the next year sets at PAX. But just that year, we wouldn't get anything beyond that. Well, we got a lot. <laughs> yeah, we sure like, did. We 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 got all of twenty twenty four, a decent amount of twenty twenty five, and into twenty twenty six. So. I think this is a very interesting thing for wizards to do to just lay out there. This is what is coming. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just tidbits, you know, you know, they didn't, we, we got less detail as the timeline goes out, which makes sense because they're still developing things that are, you know, two years out from now. And also they don't want to give out spoilers, but they gave us info that we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten like years from like they they've told us that the the 2026 set codename yachting is a Strixhaven set. We never would have gotten that sort of information before. No, we would have gotten the name yachting. Yeah. So, like, we got a lot of information. Um, we want to kind of go through this because there's some stuff coming. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, that we did get a good amount of information on that we just thought we would run through and kind of hit some of uh, what our, our highlights are, things that what, what our thoughts are about what is coming down the road for Magic over the next couple of years. I love speculating, and there's a lot of story stuff to speculate here as well. There is. So we can kind of... The first one is, like, what we got first was basically we're getting another remastered set, and it, it's not shocking. It's Ravnica remastered. We're at nine sets. Yeah. Right? Like... If anything else was going to get the next remastered, you know, we, we've had Time Spiral remastered. We've had Dominaria remastered that was massive. Like, Ravnica was obviously a pretty good choice. Coolest part here for me was um, Retro Borders for some cards that I might like in Retro Border. Yeah, uh, Krenko being one of the ones they revealed, so I'm sure that... Yep, yep. ...make you happy. Um, I, I like the key art here uh featuring Ral, which is cool that they have, you know, our favorite gay guild master front and center on the product. But there's dragons all over the set on a on a guild or on a plane famously known for its dragons. <laughs> yeah, they're they're drakes, right? Like Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe who knows what Ral Zarek's doing. Yeah. Is it have finally snapped? Like this yeah. is the product of too many goblins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. from there, we jump straight into our first real set, which I I mean, I don't know. Like I was excited for a lot of this. This is my kind of set. It's called Murders at Karlov Manor. There's actually a clue, Ravnica Clue edition that it will be coming out as well. Uh it's not just a reskin of Clue the board game. It, it's no. going to combine Clue and Magic. And this set, we got key art here that is very, very good. And I am not biased at all. 
No, I'm I'm sure Cranko being one of the one of the six people in this art has nothing to do with your opinion. Yeah, nothing at all. I actually it is Lee Setioan art, so that's a start for me. I love Lee. Um it has Massacre Girl, it's got Aurelia, it's got a random is it I don't know. Like I don't know what that thing is. The Viachino? Is it a Viachino? Like yeah, I, I guess it definitely looks like a Viachino. Okay, so that's cool. Um, we have somebody from Azorius. I don't actually know who that one is. No, and an unnamed woman and Cranko. Yeah, so it's a top-down murder mystery set that's just happening to take place on Ravnica. I like it. They've said it's not. It's not part of like a block or it's not like tying into a the larger story necessarily it is a straight up murder mystery and it's um, funny everyone would blame Cranko, but massacre girl is there well so Cranko being the legitimate businessman that he is um and known for his being an upstanding citizen I think that's a red herring. I, I said on, on on Twitter, I posted he's the Ben Juan Blanc. Like this is some straight up like knives out shit. And Cranko is actually the one investigating the murder. Obviously. <laughs> oh, he's uh, yeah. I also saw the post is that like, you know, I, I don't know who we have to, uh, who we have to campaign, whether we have to like, Send I, I, gift boxes to Blake or whatever, but if there's Blake, a maybe card for the set, we have to be the ones to preview this card. Right, Blake, if you're listening, I guess Diana DeMarco would part of that creator group. If that's part, if there's anything to do, we don't know who we need to send stuff to, but and and and, and it will be nice gift baskets. We we're, yes, we're goblins, but we are tasteful goblins that send nice gifts. But yes, any opportunity for us to spoil. Or to, to to preview Cranko would be, I I don't even know. I would probably just quit magic. But well, don't say that. Then we definitely okay. Right, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you will buy lots of. <laughs> like, I I will probably buy out the artist proofs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did buy thirty. You see a pair of goblins, so they're yeah. We, let us help support the uh, artists out there, wizards, if you're listening to this. So that's the biggest thing. It's, it, it is, I like that it's a standalone. Um, this was something that when they talked about moving away from a, a, a block style structure that I kind of like this idea that maybe it's just like a check-in that doesn't have to be part of an overall narrative. I actually really like that kind of an idea. Yeah, I do... I find it amusing that it's a murder mystery set on a plane where spirits are common and necromancy. <laughs> you could just raise the dead and ask them. Well, you know, that's good. Maybe that's what the key is here. You know, like the the person must not have had a deal with the Orzov. No, he didn't have. A, he didn't have a spiritual contract with the Orzov. Apparently, so that narrows it down. Yeah. Um, you know, probably maybe doesn't have friends with the Golgari. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I find that, you know, I do find that amusing in worlds where necromancy exists that 
murder mysteries are a thing. Well, this is our first one. Let's hope it's not our last. (laughs) (laughs) So so we actually leave there and Lee ends up getting a second piece of like splash art. Like, that's awesome. I, 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 I'm just really excited. Um, but we are moving in quarter two of 2024 to Outlaws of Thunder Junction. Now, this is something that people have been wanting slash dreading for a very long time. It's a Western-themed set, basically. Uh, kind of the Wild West idea. Now, Mark Rosewater said it's all about villains he was he kind of made like a quote about well how exciting is it's not just villains from you know a plane it's villains across the multiverse um so we're sitting here with this idea now i've already made some bold predictions before i heard mark rosewater's quotes number one of which is this art which has five characters on it six characters on it yeah that demon doesn't really count he's in the background um are not a group of villains. Well, that is my first called shot. Seven, seven counting the big picture of Oko at the top. Well, but the middle, the middle person in that group of six, uh, with a, a good zoom in, the arm markings and hat are almost identical to what Oko's wearing. So yeah, okay, so that could just be yeah, yeah a smaller version of him. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's I, I like the, the call out that the demon is Rakdos. Uh, Rakdos has been. Uh, but Rakdos is not villainous. Like Ob? Um, Ob? No, it's too big for Ob. And Ob is. I think Ob is fine on New Capenna. I think they're just going to leave him there. I don't think they're going to move him. So, so that's that why I was struggling. Rakdos too, though. It looked, Rakdos right. is a lot bigger than that. So, but I, the, the wings don't look right for Ob. Right. And so this is where people, this has been the fun speculation when you get art like this, right? Yeah. Like we get silhouettes. And you can zoom in pretty well. I did a special, uh, like my CSI enhance on this. Um, and I zoomed in. And, you know, there's something to be said, like, it, it, it is silhouettes. So theoretically, Ratkos could be further behind the group. So from like a camera panning perspective, if he is farther in the background, he could be very large behind them. The and horns the and side. the fire do look very Ratkos. They do. I, I do have to say that, but you know, Ratkos is supposed to be on the you know the in the neighborhood of thirty feet tall. Yes, I also would contend not a villain. Now, last we saw. Last we saw. He's known for murdering half of an audience if somebody gets too popular for... But that just seems in line with the Rakdos. Like, that's just, like, living <laughs> out your guild. Like, that's not, like, you know, like... Like, I think it's expected, right? I mean, that's the whole point of the Rakdos. Yeah. I mean, the last thing we saw of him was allowing Gideon to ride his back into battle. Now, you could contend that Bol- he just sees Bolas as too big of a threat to him. Yeah, which I'm pretty I sure guess. is the only thing. Yeah, that's... But, like, I, I don't know. I also... Okay, so we have a Gorgon. You know, the the a lot of these are set up where people are trying to figure out who it could be, and a lot of that is based off of existing characters. So, yeah, I'm going to set that 
as we're looking through these. So people think Vraska, because uh, she's a Gorgon. There's somebody standing next to her. So, you know, first guess is Jace. Um, I want to talk about the little dude on the far left of this art. Yeah, so this hipsters article you linked me earlier suggests tiny bones. It does suggest tiny bones. And I will say, this is that whole, like, zooming in. There does seem to be some knobbiness to those knees. Like, that may be beyond what I thought initially, which is a goblin. And I can't believe I'm admitting this um, on air. Uh because I wanted it to be like Squee. <laughs> like, I had seen the villain part. <laughs> flat out wanted this to be Squee. Like, he's a sharpshooter. Yeah, he is. Zap is a card. We've talked about it on this show. But people think that it's Tiny Bones. Yeah. Which would be um, an interesting place to introduce a throwaway character from Jumpstart. As a key art character yeah tiny bones has a lot of fans that's what i learned yesterday when i posted that a lot of tiny bone fans a lot of tiny bone fans people who like playing degenerate commander decks i think it's that like because i had a lot of love when i posted this to like i I said that this man this was magic's warshock exam like this is flat up our first like warshock item and and people i had i had some calls for fibblethup just being actually like totally lost like really lost i i mean now that the omen paths are open this is a real opportunity for them to put fibblethup in every set (laughs) this is like i said you know i I think he looked pretty happy with borborygmos yeah so you know he did, but he's not gonna stay there forever. He's gonna get lost again. <laughs> so, so Fibblethip would be my backup choice if it's not Squee. Yeah. But I hope for the love of the Tiny Bones fans, that could be interesting. Uh, yeah. If you look at this as like a heist type situation, some have talked about you know like a train robbery. He could be like your your thief, even though Oko is is, is a thief, but in a different way. Um, oh, I detest Oko. I. I'm not yeah. a fan of mind control shenanigans. Um so I I really don't like Oko as a character. Um yeah. So I'm not looking forward to him coming back, but uh especially if the villains are like the main part of the story. Maybe maybe Rakdos will double cross him and <laughs> just devour the whole party. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, this does set up like I, I, like I said, I hadn't read about the villain thing. I thought that this group, even though it could potentially have Oko being in the middle art, you know, it is splash art. We, we, we're assuming that this group is going somewhere together. That's what it looks like. We've yeah. seen that that's not always been the case. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more of kind of a like seven samurai, um, magnificent seven like uh like misunderstood quote unquote outlaws protecting a village or a town versus like a heist. And we could get that. That I mean we very well could get that with this key art because there there's there's a village off on the left side of the art and um I don't see that happening if that's Oko. Uh I Yes. And if it's uh, all about villains, I don't know what that 
means, right? Yeah. Like, misunderstood villain. I, I, yeah. I don't know. There's not much to misunderstand about Oko. He was willing to like no, throw no. a whole, a yes. whole plane in the chaos just because he doesn't like government. Right. Well, uh, but I mean, like, <laughs> but not in a good way. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, but I mean, like, you know, we have other people in this, like Raska, that we is not a clear villain. Right. There's yeah, always. No, I wouldn't call, you know. So, like, what does villain mean? How much liberty is Mark Rosewater having with that yeah. word? But our risk here is the Wild West is about expansion, manifest destiny, um, oftentimes, like, stereotypically tropes of, you know, yeah, natives. There's risks here. There are landmines yeah. with this. Yeah. It's. Now we will be getting this after Ixalan. Yes. So seeing how they handle like Mesoamerican or kind of some more quote unquote native type culture. And I think they did pretty well with it the first time around in Ixalan. Yes. Better than they have done for a lot of sets. Yes. And we're coming off of Neon Dynasty. We're coming off. I mean, we've had some wins. And I don't know, maybe that's why this set has been so long coming. I don't know. Excuse me. It's one of yeah. those ones like I'm nervous about. And I also really like a lot of themes that come from both like Western and then like the, the overlap with the Japanese. Yeah. Kind of uh, the samurai whole spaghetti stuff. Western aspect. Yep. And then that being pulled into other cultures because that was the basis for those samurai movies was the whole spaghetti western yeah um, and then like kurosawa's and then you know like yeah. you know, we get the we get the um you know the magnificent seven coming off of kurosawa star wars coming off kurosawa i mean like there's a lot of interplay here that can be very interesting um but this is the set that i think is the most it's like it's i'm talking mo a lot about it because we got kind of the most info and it's it's been on my wish list of what i would like and uncertainty of with how that would come. I mean, when we talked about our universe beyonds that we would want to see, I said like the Dark Tower series because I wanted to see right, yeah. that kind of a world. So well, we're going to get one. We are going to get one. Okay. Next up. Eh. <laughs> Modern Horizons 3, that's more of a mechanical set. You know, they always do bring in some, like we got our first printing of Sarah and the original modern horizon. So we get some story interesting bits. Uh, we got our first printing of Urza in modern horizon. So I, I think that the main interest in modern horizons will be to see what story tidbits they dig up and stick in the set. Yes. Yes. I mean, each time there has been a level of warping to modern as a format. Yes, they do like breaking modern and com and commander. Uh, I mean, how Ragavan's everywhere. You just can't get rid of him. But I mean, like Hogak was like that. Just I mean, that literally just straight up broke modern. Um, yes. Currently, we have the elementals, which are, yeah. you know, I mean, we're seeing legacy and everything else. I mean, there's there's so they they've added a. a each time they've kind of have taken it. So they did say 
it they do have access to all of the mechanics of the past. I don't know what that means. Um, the the main thing, the main difference that um, is calling out is there were no double face cards in Modern Horizons one or two, and they are printing double face cards this time. So anything that was off the table because of that, the first two times are on the table this time. Okay. Then okay, so transform. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some uh, new versions, like new werewolves, I guess, theoretically, then it also gives yeah, us... Yeah, they could do some new werewolves. They could do some new flipping planeswalkers. I don't know so if any of So we could finally get uh, the Ugin. We could get the Ugin card, I guess. Yeah, we could get a pre... Um, pre and post-spark Ugin. Ugin. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a lot. <laughs> no. I unfortunately don't have a lot for the next one, either. No, I, I don't, because I'm not a huge, I'm not a big fan of this style of gameplay, so I don't really know much about Assassin's Creed. Um, I, I know the general gist of the game. Uh, I've played it, just not my kind of game, but... Um, and that's fine. And I and actually, this this Universe Beyond is the area that I feel like I can most easily say versus others that i can skip and i'm excited for the people who are excited for it like i really am yeah and it's great you know what it's i I like it better when it's when it's not mechanically unique cards that you know i might you know to me though it doesn't matter as much if i if there's a card i want to use even if it's assassin's creed i will use it in my deck uh, yeah, even, you know, I, I'm not so big like the Walking Dead ones. Those ones were really like, oh, I really don't want to put this in my deck because it's so. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there was a, yeah, there, there was. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked uh, about Universe Beyond products before uh, recently, yeah. so yeah. Um, we've definitely done that. I'm not. I, I'm overall a big fan of Universes Beyond. This particular one, I could you know take it or leave it. Um, I'm not a fan of how they're distributing it. It's uh, a booster product, but it's not draftable. So you're they're selling randomized packs that are basically like set boosters, which you have no. Well, they say no for this they, to be a randomized pack. They're saying that it's supposed to take you on a journey unique to the universe. It's called a Beyond Booster. Yeah, that's just a way to say they're randomized. <laughs> that is the most marketing speak. Marketing speak. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I was cynical, but here we go. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to, like, I think something that both you and I were really excited about. Yeah, so Bloomborough looks fantastic. And this is... They spoiled this art um, about a month ago. I forget where it was, but they didn't say anything else about this art. Uh, San Diego Comic Con. They did like a Mark okay. Rosewater like SCCC. showed like eight oh, right. images. That's where it was. Yeah. yeah. And didn't provide any context. So uh, this little mouse warrior fighting this giant like volcanic wolf. 
And now we know what set it goes to, which is the set they said would never happen, a set with no humans in it, which I don't know what's so controversial about that. We don't need humans in every set, but I'm also a, you know one of those filthy furries. So uh, what do I know? Um, but yeah, this is already being branded the furry set, uh, which I'm totally cool with. Um, yeah, I mean... This set, so I saw it, I got big, forgetting kind of the wolf, because that's not as much of it. I got big red wall vibes. Um, yeah. You mentioned an, yeah. a different a game. Humblewood, which is a okay. D&D um, setting, uh, which is also anthropomorphic animals. Um, I play, uh, I play a, um, a hedgehog druid in that um, setting. Uh, Kaburi runs that game. It's a lot of nice. fun. So I will say that people kind of said, right, when this initial art, there was stuff that was not quite Humblewood and stuff that was not quite Redwall, but people were really trying to figure out this is a universe beyond. The idea that this is it's going to be its own plane that's going to obviously have elements of all of those IPs and, you know, what they can pull together as much as anthropomorphic animals are, where there's no humans. That needs to be said for what I'm going to conspiracy theory about in a second here. Um you know, like they decided to go their own route of of a whole plane, and I, I I love it. I'm I'm really excited. They called it the cutest, most charming world we've ever made. That will melt your heart. The art will melt your heart. I take that back. The art will. Yeah. Well. So now, I need to say what my 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 conspiracy theory is is that we actually have a rats of Nim situation where all of these animals have been experimented on. Mm. It is not going to be a cutesy world. Absolutely not. Uh, they're trying to lure us in by thinking that it's just this. It's actually going to be a kind of a dark world. That's what I'm going with. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is I, I read a lot of rats of Nim growing up. <laughs> I watched a yeah, lot of that cartoon. I can, <laughs> so. I can see it goes that way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe for once they'll just do something cute. And I don't know. I'd be <laughs> interesting though, because planeswalkers exist and omen paths exist. Is I like, what happens when a human does show up on this world? Right. So like, maybe that is what happens. Yeah. Right. Like, they think they are alone um, because they're being yeah. experimented on. Or, or as you said, who knows? Maybe a planeswalker planes walks in, like the similar to uh, um, Vraska with her little statue from, uh, Sokovia. from Sokovia. Yeah, you know, take a Alice in Wonderland type pill situation, and yeah. But I'm I'm really excited for this set. I. I know a lot of furries that are too. Uh, this is, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of really cosplays, good, a lot of cosplays. There's going to be a lot of really good art from this set. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited. That'll be just, and I, I don't know how much you can take away from the key art, but it, it does. I wonder how much of it is going to be, like a a green white versus red black sort of situation with blue somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Or we flip it. We flip it. We we get we get the worlds that I love where black is the heroes. Yeah, I don't know. That wolf's not looking awfully heroic in this thing. <laughs> 
we're making assumptions on art that, that yeah, I guess that that is fair. <laughs> that the red and black art is going to match up with red and black mechanically, but I'm just no. saying. I mean, it, it is a firewolf. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to go on there, but uh, I I love this Ryan Pancoast art. I'm really interesting to see what the rest of this art looks like. I've got to wait a whole year to see it. Um, the exciting part of it not being um, Universe Beyond. Yeah, there will be uh, traditional artwork there. and uh, proofs. Yep. And it probably should have cued me in because I don't know how much Ryan Pankos actually. I don't know if they had the artist credit. I thought they did after San Diego Comic Con. They that did. Actually I'm probably sure they did. Oh, I did. I made a comment that like this can't be a Universe Beyond unless licensing changed. Yeah, I actually stated that at one point. I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> Ryan just posted this painting, <laughs> like the art from it." So, <laughs> okay, so we're rounding out 2024 with the Duskmorn House of Horror. So it's a horror set, but it's not Innistrad or even New Phyrexia. Yeah, they're calling it modern horror. Yeah. But like they do say it's mainly referencing tropes from like the 70s, 80s, and I'm going to guess kind of beyond. We're looking at a lot more slasher film. Um, yeah. I mean, the art itself is pretty. Art looks very Phyrexian. Right? Okay. Not yeah. just me. And I believe there was another piece of art that was shown from this set. Uh, and, and it showed like somebody looking to a mirror, mirror splintered with different images and kind of each element of like that. So I don't know. My concern becomes always, and this happened with both Innistrad and that, is their concept of how they represent madness. Um, right. It, it always borders on risk for me in terms of, of mental stuff. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think we might get more of our... Uh... This is where we need to have Chase on. Chase needs to come Ooh. on to discuss this because they have flat out, like, their legs are covered in, like, slasher film stars. They This is their genre. Um, we need to book them, like, a year out for this show. I'd love to just hear their speculation. I If we get uh... a... Um, you know, my hope is that we get a Necronomicon, if nothing yep. else. Uh, good old Book of the Dead. Yep. You know, a chainsaw See? equipment. Yep. <laughs> a boomstick of sorts. I mean, there's lots that we could go here. Um, I grew up on, so it's really funny. I'm, I, I have bad parenting, I guess. Um, I grew up on like watching 80s horror films with my dad when I was probably way too young. Um, so this is a genre that I could get very excited about. And I'm also interested. People talked about like that some of this art is go This, this could very potentially have some of the most disturbing art we have seen in magic. Oh, definitely. It, it, we could surpass Phyrexia with this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a brand new world. Uh, that's entirely within a giant mansion. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> Other than, you know, like it's it's a new plane. I don't know if this is, means it's a simple one-off similar to what we're getting with the 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 clue story or if they're I mean the 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 murder mystery 
if there will be maybe more ties to the overall story, that's about as much as we got. Yeah. And we just got to just remember that magic is a, you know, it's a PG 13 game essentially. So anything they do will be kept within that bounds, but they still could make it quite creepy within that boundary. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking back to the whole, you know, like the, we have pushed that when it comes to sexualized images, but we've moved hopefully past a ton of that versus where we were in early magic art. So, uh, so we get we, we twenty twenty five kind of rolls around. They gave us basically stuff that he says is not carved in stone. Uh, most of these sets do not have names, so this is where we get back into uh, the good old world of magic code names. All of these are sports. <laughs> so tennis, ultimate frisbee, or ultimate volleyball, wrestling, yachting, and ziplining. Now, we did get some info. Innistrad Remastered will be then our next year's Remastered. Um, what we've learned with tennis is it is focused on a multiplayer planar death race. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> and so, we didn't get like I said, as you said, we we got way more than we ever would have in the past. Yeah, we, we got some got, concept art. We got concept art. Yeah. Uh we got two our planes that have been featured but have not had returns. And the third is a plane we've seen on cars, but never had in a premiere set. I'm thinking the third is Vryn. It seems like a very appropriate plane for a... Oh. Vryn. Kaladesh. Right? Like, we haven't had a return Kaladesh there yet. Kaladesh makes sense, yeah. Okay. Well, we figured out two of the three listeners, wizards... We, we will you you can just let us know um, if we're correct in in 2025. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate is what I think you're excited for. Uh, I'm definitely excited. We can get those stupid dragons off Tarkir. Um, <laughs> You've had a couple of statements about dragons today. <laughs> I, I don't know. And Ravnica, they're just you know part of the thing is known for. Nibmizik got rid of most of the dragons because he wanted to be the most powerful thing on the plane. And then there were dragons all over that art. <laughs> I know there's some other dragons <laughs> across the hut, but there aren't a lot of dragons on Ravnica. Why are you featured in the art? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this one, I am on the I'm on the side of the I'm on the side of the cons, not the dragons for sure. I want I want the Jess guy back. Uh so you are completely in agreement that this is all Ugin's fault. Uh, I'm going to blame Sarkon, but yes. <laughs> it, it feels like Ugin has to be involved somehow. He had to have been. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Ugin's fault in the extent that him being on the plane caused all this to happen. But Yeah, okay. So... We got, we, we, yeah, I love the cons. We get we get our fur, furry little goblins back. Yeah. Maybe um, we get to find out what Vile Smasher is up to. Yeah. 
okay. And this the concept art here is good. It is looks like a looks like it's right out of a cutscene from a Final Fantasy game, which is great because oh, that was the other announcement. Wow, what a segue! Yeah, that wow. we got um direct uh the um basically the same as the Lord of the Rings sets. We are getting a full Final Fantasy set that will be covering the first sixteen games. Uh, in the summer of 2025. And will be available on Arena. Yeah, and yeah, I guess for some people that matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, I like my cards and paper. Um, I don't know. I'm, I am basically a multiplayer only player of Magic at this point. One-on-one has pretty much no interest to me at all. But yeah, uh, like I said at the intro, I've been a Final Fantasy player since the original. Um, I had to trade like half of my Nintendo games to get a copy of it. And I played on the Game Boy, which I only recently learned was not actually like a Final Fantasy game. No, they it were... was like a reskinning of uh, some Those Japanese. Hard as hell, too. That's what I so like. I guess maybe this is why I never returned to Final Fantasy. No, like, yeah, that was my experience, right? Like, yeah, those were those were not fun games. Uh, they the Game Boy Final Fantasies were just not fun at all. I did not like. Um, but yeah, we're getting so we're getting like everything. We're gonna have. Uh, we're going to have Cloud and all of his um, trauma uh, as a Magic Gathering card in two years. Oh, I i mean, is that excitement or not excitement? I don't know. Enough. I mean, it, it's excitement. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering I'm wondering what his flavor text is going to be or his like flavor text ability to deal with all of his trauma. <laughs> you know? We may be revisiting this flavor text ability. <laughs> Uh, it's probably just going to be like Buster Sword or something like that, but they really need to. <laughs> yeah, we're getting some cool equipment from everything I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, and. We, we're going to pull up the Steam uh, stats and tell us exactly how much? Do you have an idea? Do you want to admit it on this show? Do I want to admit it on the show? <laughs> um. Six hundred and eighty-five hours. <laughs> so yeah. you being excited about the set is probably an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have just, um, and I, I like, I miss that when I, I, I hadn't watched any, the announcement thing or the video or whatever. And all I'd seen was what I'd seen picked up on Twitter here and there. And I had not seen this one until I saw it on Facebook this morning. And I was just like, how did I miss this? And why do I have to wait two years for it? See, I guess this is the funny part, right? Like we didn't have to really wait, know that we were waiting two years. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm going to be, uh, you know, I've really cut down my magic purchases in the last uh, year, but this is one that I will be spending a lot of money on, I think, when it comes out. You have out. two years to start saving up. Yeah. Um, sadly, you don't, I mean, I guess sadly and good for your wallet, you don't have to worry about original art. Yeah, that is very sad. Um because there's going to be some, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some amazing original artwork for this. Because this is a, this is a game that already has just such amazing iconic art to begin with, and yep. seeing what magic artists do to it is, um, going to be fantastic. But yeah, there will be no no original art, sadly, and I will continue to be sad. I'm. Still sad I missed the uh, Chandra sketch, uh, which just went over my price range. That was yeah. I hear you. <laughs> the Grenzo, the Grenzo is still haunting me. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, yeah. let's move on to our final couple. Uh, we have volleyball. <laughs> um, the, the interesting part about volleyball is that it's a final arc. So this is kind of our wrapping up of the next big storylines to, to a culmination coming in 2026. This is called Censored. And Mark Rosewater said, I'm just not allowed to say what it is because it would give too much away. Um, now, the only thing we know from the concept art is that it's set in space. And the, the concept art is beautiful. Space opera sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, which they said, you know, they've been exploring with Infinity, Neon Dynasty. Listeners of the show may remember literally like five years ago, Titus Lenter talking about kind of this, what what this world could look like. And I'm just glad at this point we're finally getting to see it. There was a long time where there was a discussion of how to represent basic lands. And they found a way to do it. I think that was always one of the kind of the big hangups. Um now, this one looks more in space, though, in a premiere set, which we have not had. So that could right. be interesting with what lands represent, to me, uh, from a flavors perspective. Yeah, and this looks more um, where we got more of a whimsical space take in the unset. This is definitely more of a fantasy space uh, we get we follow this out with wrestling, um, which will be Return to Lorwyn. Now, this is another set for players that maybe are newer to the game. Don't realize that Lorwyn was kind of maligned for a lot of years in a similar way that Kamigawa was. Um, yeah, I Lorwyn yeah. was definitely something I never thought we'd see a return to, and I'm glad we're going back. It's probably my favorite plain unique art there is. I love the art for Lorwyn. Lorwyn has a very fantastical artwork to it. I, I mean, just in, in terms of like what I picture for me for fantasy. And the goblins have a great look. Um, we're actually like got Bogarts, not just goblins. Um, elves are racist assholes. Yeah, it's fine. which mo they're they're like that on a lot of planes. They just hide it better. On, yeah. on... <laughs> but I mean, this was the yeah. thing. Like we had this they're was the public first time about it in Lorwyn. They this was one of our first times really playing with set structure. So 
you know, I think that that's where part of this came about was they did two minis. They did basically. So Lorwyn is the is the daytime. Shadowmore is the nighttime. Each one of those then had a companion set. So it was Lorwyn, Morning Tide, and Shadowmore, Eventide, which culminated in basically like a, a getting rid of this day night in some ways. So I think there was a lot that was they were trying to do. It was kind of some of the first experimenting, similar to Kamigawa being the the Legends only, right? I mean, being like a, a Legends heavy set. Right. Um, Lorwyn is all about creature type. Law about creature type and split into these weird four sets. So I think it's an interesting thing to be thinking about as a reimagining with where they talked about in the world building set for Kamigawa. Like we're trying to find ways to bring back things you loved. We're also trying to put twist on it and make it different so that we don't have some of the same complaints that we had. They did a really good job with Kamigawa. So I, I, have oh, yeah. faith that they will do a good job with Lorwyn. I mean, Kamigawa was my, like, that was my most pins on, pins and needle, like, sitting on pins and needle as we were doing the show set oh, in a long yeah. time. They could have easily made it a very bad racist trope and they managed to avoid that by hiring the right people to make sure that didn't happen. Wonderful how that works. Uh, we have yachting, <laughs> uh, which is really far away in terms of what Mark brought was like, I barely know what will be in it. However, we're going to Arcavios, which if people don't know is the home of the Strixhaven Academy. I'm really excited to go and see what's going on there. Yeah. Um, he made a point that we're going to Arcavios, not Strixhaven necessarily. Great. So that means that the only goblin we see might not have reject stamped across his forehead. <laughs> So maybe we'll maybe we'll go visit the uh, the military school this time. Uh, <laughs> yep. I don't know. They really put in a lot of effort in building the identity of Strixhaven. So I, I will be surprised if they stray too far from that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of in shambles, right? Like, yeah, a lot of damage. Uh, the last one that we're getting is zip lining, <laughs> which is being called the the next. It, it, the idea is it will be the War of the Spark or March of Machines for the next couple of years. Yes. So we know that we know now know the new storyline goes from essentially Wild of Eldraine through zip lining at the end of 2026. Yes. So everything is building. They have three arcs, or they're calling it Metronome storyline, which is the Omen Paths, Dragon Storm, and then Censored. And with ziplining, Mark Rosewater said, I can't tell you a theme. I can't tell you the villain. I can't tell you where it happens. I can't tell you anything because everything could be a spoiler. I mean, that's also his job to say that. We're, we're two years out. Yeah. It's that's a uh, lot. There's a lot coming for magic. It is a lot. And, um, you know, I'm... I'm quite excited for some of what we got to see. You know, yeah. The, um, oh, and we didn't even mention there was uh, one more product that was announced is we're getting a small Universes Beyond set for Fallout. Oh, yes. And actually Jurassic Park. Oh, right. There is a Jurassic Park product coming too. 
So those didn't make it into the big panel thing, but there is. Yeah, we were, we, so we got Fallout. So we don't know what that's going to look like at all. Um, basically, we get like a, a standby screen waiting, I guess, for it. Yeah. Uh, and we have like the T-Rex, um, which I think is a tie-in to Eldraine. No. Ixalan? Ixalan? I don't know. Ixalan? It would make sense to be an Ixalan Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense than Eldraine, even though... Yeah. So we know we know some future universes beyond stuff. We don't know what form that takes yet. Uh, so <sighs> yeah, we have we have some idea of what's going on, and you know we we get to speculate. We do. We got I love speculation. To speculate about yeah, and uh, you know we don't get to speculate about for much longer. The the story starts tomorrow as we're recording this. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow, who wrote that story? Uh, that'd be Kay Arsenet Rivero, who we oh. had on before. And we need to invite back for sure because uh, we, we want to hear the inside story on the this new story for Wild Devel Drain. So that'll be coming. Uh, we're recording with Eliana, um, who is going to be talking to us about Liliana's story. That is coming. Uh, that's what we rescheduled. And we also have uh, Tron is Bad for the rescheduled episode to do with um better days mtg there's a lot coming we just got to get all the hosts through whatever at this point which is pretty on brand for us yeah it is but it'll it'll all work out it really feels like a warren's we step up and support and that's why i am thankful to have you all so and I'm basically glad of all the listeners out there. Our Discord continues to just amaze me. There's a link to it. They all stepped up today to just even like record small messages to help somebody's son out who was like being unsure about whether they were, if their tracing skills were good enough and really wanting to encourage like people's families. I feel like this, I got together with a bunch of the Minneapolis or Minnesota area crew to play in person. That That, that Discord just continues to make me like very happy in this uncertain times of social media so put a plug in for that and we will see you all soon and that's our show for today you can find all of the hosts on twitter for now Hobbs can be found at Hobbs Q Tay can be found at Taya Transcends and Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler feel free to send us any questions comments, thoughts, hopes and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on twitter or email us at goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com if you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vintergotten, who can be found at Vintergotten at Bandcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs>